From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm Siri Belusu. This week, we dive into an obscure provision in the IRS code that has come to light thanks to a new French tax on digital services. We're joined by Bloomberg tax reporter Isabel Gottlieb. She's been covering the French digital tax. Isabel, why did a tax enacted in France start a conversation about this sort of obscure part of our U.S. tax code? France enacted a tax recently that hits the revenue of tech giants like Google, Facebook, and Amazon. And that's gotten the U.S. angry because it looks like a discriminatory measure aimed at U.S. companies. This tax code provision would allow the U.S. to strike back. So in terms of a U.S. response, what options are there that the U.S. has? The U.S. wants France to drop the tax. It's already launched a trade investigation that President Trump hinted could lead to tariffs. That's not the only tool the U.S. has. There's also a retaliatory tax the U.S. could use against France, Section 891 of the tax code. Even before France enacted the tax, the Senate Finance Committee was asking Treasury to look into it. So what is the U.S. hoping to get out of all of this at the end of the day? First, it really wants France to drop the tax. The tax means U.S. companies are likely going to face double taxation. There's also a much bigger issue at stake here. France isn't the only country that thinks it's not getting a fair bite of tech companies' profits. There are similar taxes being considered in the U.K., Spain, Italy, and a bunch of other countries. And that patchwork would rip apart global consensus. There is an effort underway to find a global solution to digital tax. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development is leading a conversation between more than 130 countries to try to get a global solution in place. The U.S. is really hoping that effort works. But in the meantime, it wants to stop France and stop all the other countries that might do something similar. I spoke with Itai Grinberg, a professor at Georgetown Law School, about this never-before-used retaliatory tax. Itai, thanks so much for being here. We're here to talk about Section 891, one of the possible responses the U.S. could take to the French digital tax. So to start, what is Section 891? So Section 891 simply provides that if the president finds that under the laws of a foreign country, corporations of the United States are being subjected to discriminatory or extraterritorial taxes, then the president is supposed to proclaim that. The language actually says shall. And then the U.S. taxes paid by each citizen and corporation of that foreign country are doubled. So their U.S. taxes double. So it provides that if another country is doing something the U.S. thinks is unfair to its companies and citizens, the U.S. can double the tax rate on that country's corporations and citizens operating in the U.S. If the president thinks that that country is discriminating against U.S. citizens or corporations, yes. So... How did that get into our tax code? Interestingly, Section 891 came into U.S. law in response to a French tax law. And it happened in the 1930s, which is the last time the world was in the midst of a period of serious trade friction. So there are some uh, interesting parallels with the present. And can you tell us uh, a little bit briefly about what that U.S.-French tax spat was? What were they fighting over? Sure. So uh, at the time, France had a dividend withholding tax that was imposed at a 16% rate on dividends paid by French subs to their U.S. parents. 
The French then attempted to impose a second level of tax when the U.S. parent paid a dividend to its shareholders on the proportion of that dividend that France thought originated with profits generated by the French subsidiary in France. And the U.S. Congress thought this was extraterritorial and discriminatory double tax. This provision was created in the 1930s over an argument about a dividend withholding tax. And then it was forgotten for decades. It came back into the national conversation just a few years ago when there was a different argument going on between the U.S. and the EU, again over taxes. In this case, the EU was bringing state aid investigations over big U.S. multinationals claiming that certain countries had given preferential tax treatment to companies like Amazon and Apple. So how did Section 891 reappear in the national conversation? And can you tell us a bit about what people were saying then? Sure. So the state aid investigations are discretionary. And there was a sense in Congress that uh, DG Comp in the European Commission was disproportionately targeting U.S. companies. And so the in one probably the only bipartisan letter to come out of that Congress on a tax subject, the chairs and ranking members of both the House Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance Committee wrote a letter to then Secretary Liu. And in connection with the state aid investigations, after a series of hearings in Congress about those investigations, asked the Treasury to consider the application of Section 891 to those investigations. And in response, the Treasury wrote back and said they would study it. Recently, the U.S. Trade Representative's office announced they were opening up a trade investigation into whether the French digital tax was discriminatory against the U.S. What are they looking at under that investigation? And is that the same thing that a Section 891 invocation by the president would require? Under Section 301 of the Trade Act, the investigation simply asks the question of whether a foreign country has imposed a law that's unreasonable or discriminatory and burdens or restricts U.S. commerce. And under those rules, it doesn't matter whether the act is uh, illegal under international law. It's just a question of whether it's unreasonable or otherwise uh, unfair and inequitable. Now, Section 891, interestingly, actually doesn't tie to the trade law at all. So that's a perfectly reasonable test for figuring out whether Section 891 applies. But actually, Section 891 just gives plenary authority to the president to determine that an act of law of a foreign country imposes a discriminatory tax. So without an investigation from USTR or any other agency, the president can just invoke 891? Yeah, that's a really unusual thing about Section 891 relative to most grants of authority in the code. So one thing that happens in the code is that we almost always put grants of authority in the hands of the Secretary of the Treasury. As a practical matter, what that means is that if the White House wishes the Secretary to do something, they tell the Secretary to do something. And then the Secretary has some choices to make. They can do it right away. They can slow walk it. They can resign. That's not the case here. This thing is like a red button, but president gets to decide by themselves. Now, you might say, wow, that's interesting. How did that end up in the law? And it's worth remembering that the law came into effect in 1934. And Franklin Roosevelt was president. And Congress people on both sides of the aisle thought he was 
judicious, deliberate, careful, would use the authority in a proportionate way. Now, doubling the tax rate on the corporations and citizens from another country seems pretty extreme. Is 891 a likely response? I'm unable to predict that. What I know is that it's an available response. Thinking about the responses on the table, 891 versus another possible outcome of a trade investigation, which would be something like tariffs, how do they compare? In principle, a Section 301 tariff response could be as big or bigger than Section 891. But the fact is that that response is tailorable, and Section 891 really isn't. In other words, if the president goes the Section 891 route, then everyone from the country he names gets hit. All citizens, all corporations from that country. So in that sense, Section 891 is a big deal. What happens if the U.S. does nothing in response to France? Many other countries in the world are considering a digital services tax or have begun working through the process of enacting them. Everyone is aware that the United States is unhappy with the French DST and is considering responses. So the U.S. response to the French DST is not really just about France. It is about what the U.S. response will be to these taxes globally with the response to the French tax setting the precedent. To the extent that the U.S. does nothing, I would expect that the other countries that are considering going ahead wouldn't have a lot of reason not to. Now, today, I think that the best opportunity to resolve the underlying set of issues is really in the OECD process that we have now addressing the challenges arising from the digitalization of the economy. And in fact, French officials have suggested that were there to be a resolution that is satisfactory to them in that process, they would independently repeal their DST. One interesting thing to think about is that given the combination of the Section 301 investigation and the potential for serious retaliation by the United States and the France already having enacted its DST, it seems quite likely that France is now just a deal taker in the OECD process. In other words, if you think about it rationally, they now have no leverage in that process at all. And if the U.S. moves forward with serious retaliatory measures, we'll need to take any deal the OECD offers based on agreement by the other countries. And so in that sense, the DST might have even made a deal at the OECD easier because one less important country is now at the table in some sense. Thanks so much for joining us. It was great to have you here. It was a pleasure to be on the podcast. And here's the week's top news. Fines on UK accounting firms tripled in the past year to a record high 42.9 million pounds as the country's financial regulator cracked down after a series of auditing scandals. The surge in audit penalties comes amid calls to replace the Financial Reporting Council with a more powerful regulator. A federal court in Montana threw out the IRS's decision to stop making nonprofit social welfare groups disclose the names and addresses of their donors. The Trump administration has taken a lot of heat for the decision, which Democrats say opened the political process to more influence by so-called dark money contributions. President Donald Trump said he might put a tariff on wine from France after the country decided to tax tech giants like Facebook and Amazon. Trump said, we tax our companies, they don't tax our companies. 
For more tax and accounting news, visit news.bloombergtax.com. That's all for this week. From Washington, I'm Siri Belusu. Thanks for listening. Cases and Controversies is all about the Supreme Court. One of the seven oh, come on. Words. You know, come on. Well, I agree Be with serious. You. We sit down with leading practitioners and scholars to break down these cases. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up so I didn't have to. But, uh... <laughs> oh, I interesting. Know that. Right? that is See? interesting. I guess my imagination is running wild. Tune in every week for our deep dive and sneak peek episodes wherever you get your podcasts. As always, check out the latest at news.bloomberglaw.com. <laughs>